Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future one cock-blocking minute at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez in the news. <laughs> I'm Scott Corelli. And uh, this week being our, uh, our our last week of real movie, and, and so we, we want to have uh, a guest for those last couple of minutes, minute and a half or so. Um, but instead of having one guest uh, suffer through the credits and everything, we just we, we decided to do sort of a lightning round um, from our lovely uh, fans on Tumblr. Um, and so uh, today joining us from Tumblr is Leaper182. Welcome. Hey there. <laughs> no relation to Blink182. Well, um, that's actually part of where my uh, username comes from. Oh. Oh. Uh, yeah, because uh, I got into Quantum Leap, and fans of Quantum Leap call themselves Leapers, and so I'm Leaper 182. Uh, combination of the two. Yep. Okay. We don't, you know, it's funny, we don't bring it up a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I guess I don't bring it up a lot. I don't know where Nick stands, because I don't know. I know what you're going to say, really... and I've, I've never seen an episode. Yeah, no, I, I'm a massive Quantum Leap fan, Aww. so... I don't, I don't bring it up a lot. It doesn't come uh, up a lot. But it's, yeah, it's one of my dream projects to uh, sometime down the line to do a, like, reboot cool kind of series to Quantum Leap. I bet you know as much about Quantum Leap as I know about Digimon. Probably. <laughs> That's probably accurate. And I think you know as much about Digimon as I know about Quantum Leap. All right, fair. Which is what you you've told me. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, uh, today we're going back to minute 111, which begins with Jennifer asking for a ride in Marty's 4x4 (laughs) and ends with... (laughs) <laughs> and then ends with a close-up of the Mr. Fusion home energy reactor. Yeah, run by Miller High Life. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know that yet. Well, oh, no, he, he he holds up a can. Yeah, but we don't know what he's doing with it. Oh, okay. He's just going to eat it. He's just gonna, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, his, yeah. Maybe he's hungry. Body. Um, <laughs> so, so Jennifer, first of all, like the way that they frame this of like they want to have that sort of reveal of Jennifer. <laughs> the reveal of Jennifer is kind of like a Michael Myers reveal. Like no, it's yeah, just... like it's like she was like she was the double agent in IMF the whole time. Right. <laughs> it's a really weird shot. Yeah. I mean, I know from like a storytelling perspective, it's just like it's like, oh well, you thought we forgot about her. Yeah, and it, here she is again. And it's, and it's, it's a little weird that it—it's like almost like a a proto reveal because like you're at this point in like pop culture, you're almost expecting Elizabeth Shue. Like like you you, for, right. you forget that this Jennifer actually is in this scene. Yeah, uh, I mean we'll talk about we'll talk about that in the first week of Back to the Future Part oh, Two. Sure. Shoe, but... Hashtag Shoe is coming. Yeah, right. But but yeah, so I want to I want to save that side of the discussion for that that's the new because um, otherwise we will have nothing to talk about when we watch the literal same five minutes again i want you, um, i want everyone on i want everyone online on their reviews oh we're getting a, a boatload of reviews and we'll talk about that later but i want hashtag yeah. shoe is coming to be the new shoe is coming <laughs> <laughs> um what what are your what are your thoughts uh uh leaper what are your thoughts on the uh the the claudia wells elizabeth shoe I mean, 
know, I know about the I know about the fact that Claudia Wells couldn't come back to do um, Back to the Future Part Two because, uh, like, I think her mom was sick, and so I know that she. I think her dad. I actually think her dad died. Oh actually. man! Yeah. Yeah. It it was it was family problems, and I'm just like, you gotta do you. You gotta take yeah, care yeah. of you, and I understand. It's just kind of it's it's so weird marathoning the movies because you get this scene and you get Claudia Wells who and she she's lovely she does a wonderful job and then you get Elizabeth Shue and then it's like whoa wait um I'm confused how did she get a facelift <laughs> in an age where in, in an age where Anna and Elsa's parents are Tarzan's parents and like you, like I mean in this age of like fan theories and they crashed in the ship that was in Little Mermaid, Mermaid. yeah and <laughs> But then they were on their way from Rapunzel's wedding. Uh, right. Yeah, they yeah. were guests at Rapunzel's wedding. Um, yeah. But I'm I'm surprised I've never seen like a big why are there two Jennifers like. Oh, yeah. see, that's what that was one of the things I was going to get into because I think if I could change anything about because I think Back to the Future on its own without the two sequels is a perfect thing, a precious precious gift that should never be changed or altered. Minus Marty's However, hands. however. In a trilogy screening of the movie, I think it would be cool if you took this last scene out and replaced it with the opening scene of Back to the Future 2. Holy shit, Scott. That is haunting. So that when he comes back, he has changed time so that Jennifer is a different person. Ah, who are you? I'm Jennifer, Scott. <laughs> right, right. You look like you were in the Karate Kid, but the thing is, but the but then but then you know there's questions about like why he doesn't realize <gasps> right. that she's it's, different. It's like uh, whatever. It's, it's but... like Dawn. It's like how no one noticed Dawn for a whole episode. Remember? Right. He was like, "What the hell is going on?" But just like, <laughs> right. Michelle Trachtenberg was just like all over the show. Right. I'm talking about Buffy, by the way, listeners at home. Uh. <laughs> you haven't watched Buffy. That, no, that's amazing, and like and. It, it it is. I mean, I mean, I I love I love these little discrepancies. Like, I kind of love that Terrence Howard is Rhodey for one movie. Like, I I don't know. Like, I'm I'm a fan of stuff when it doesn't match out. I know it's kind of a bummer, but it just right. just sort of makes the experience more. Like, but I think it's I think it's interesting because, like I said, I don't want them to actually change Back to the Future. But I think like because of the way that the plot of these movies. Like when you watch them as a trilogy, they all sort of like combine and flop all over each other. Oh, you know, I wonder. I think there's a way that you could edit them together into one giant movie with no break, and and you wouldn't. Yep. It would just yeah. feel like an ongoing. Oh no, yeah. Saga. You, you you literally read my mind because I was about to interrupt you and say like, remember the uh, the Topher Grace Phantom Menace edit where he he edited all three prequels into one like two hour movie. Right, I would yeah. love for someone to even like as an experiment, just to see what it would look like to have Back to the Future just be one boy's journey from like the fifties to the Wild West and like two hours. Right. I've always, I've always wanted to. Why well, I, I wouldn't want to cut anything out of the movie. I would just want it. I other whole, than the whole bloody affair. Yeah, yeah. I'd want it to be like a whole bloody affair kind of edit. I've always wanted to do that with Back to the Future, and I've always wanted to do that with the Evil Dead movies. Oh. Uh. Because because I hate it when people say that Evil Dead Two is a remake of Evil Dead because it's not. It just has a recap sure. at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I plan um, on. I mean, I'm gonna watch London Has Fallen literally hours before going to see London Has Fallen. 
You mean White House? White House? Where, or... No, White House Down is the one that should have a sequel, but I, oh. I, I'm I'm taking what I can get. What was what? what was the first uh, one? O- of Olympus has fallen. Is the one where, Olympus is fallen. Yeah, that's the one where Gerard Butler stabs a bunch of people in the head, and White House right, Down yeah. is the one where Channing Tatum and Jamie Foxx become best friends. Right, right. Fair enough. Um. Okay. Right. Well, moving away from Jennifer Parker and Claudia Wells. Uh, well, sort of. Marty <laughs> walks up to her and and he's just like, let me take a look at you. And she says, you're acting like you haven't seen me in a week. Which is weirdly uh, specific. It is really weirdly specific. And I know, again, I know it's like a ha ah, it's like a like a punny joke or whatever. But it's <laughs> it's 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 so weird because it's like. That's what you think he would look like after not seeing you for a week. And Marty <laughs> is overreacting a little bit. Like he he acts like he hasn't seen her in like a year and a half. Like he just completely forgot what she looked I mean, like. He's thirsty, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, part of it, like whenever I hear, whenever I hear her say, "In you're acting like you haven't seen me in a week," um, I'm thinking of like. Um, you know, like a teenage boy comes home and his mother gives him food and the boy is just tearing through it and the mother's like, you act like, you're acting like you haven't eaten in a week or something like that. You know, like I think that. That, almost, so, that almost exclusively only happens in movies where characters experience massive time, like, discrepancies. Like, I, I, I think every, <laughs> every movie where, like, it's only been a day, a character will remark upon like you're acting like you haven't seen me in 800 years or like you acted like you've been to Oz where we were all I, I'm just realizing that I've never heard that expression like outside of like the realm of film and television yeah. personally okay. I don't know yeah listeners has anyone ever remarked upon how much you've missed someone and how it didn't <laughs> match up with how long it had been since you saw them yeah well, this well the thing is though this matches it matches it exactly. Yeah, yeah. Which is, um, it's just a weird line. She should Jennifer Parker should get a job at like a carnival and guess people's weight or something. Because Jeez, Marty, you look like really you're 132 pounds. I mean, 132 soaking wet, maybe. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Bucko five, Marty McFly. Um. Yeah, and then and then I like I like the sh- the last shot of George and Lorraine that we get in the movie. Watching them make out. Is is George and Lorraine? See, before George was a peeping Tom. Now they're a peeping couple. Yes. So it's cute. I think it would have been better if 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 the brother and sister were also in the shot. Oh God! <laughs> they were that all was... watching Marty. It's all a, it's a peeping family. Biff. Biff's like in the very back, like peeking his head over like George's oh, shoulder. God. <laughs> oh god they all walk away but biff stays <laughs> just waves money <laughs> whoa <laughs> oh yeah with, i want to see how this works out <laughs> with, yeah. with george and lorraine um i that's the one shot that makes me think that that they're they're always concerned about marty at least in this revised timeline Whereas in the original timeline, it's as though, like, Lorraine is just at soaking in the bottom of a bottle and George is too focused on being bullied and not really caring about the rest of the family. Yeah. And with this one, it's like, it's like the suburban kind of, kind of mindset where it's like, we have to make sure that, that Marty's doing okay and he and his girlfriend are okay and they're not fighting or anything like that, so. 
Right. Yeah. Right. He, he, his prize at the end is he gets good parents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Um. So then, uh, uh, they go. They 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 start to kiss and are interrupted by, uh, Doc. It sounds like a gunshot at first, to be honest. Yeah. A, a Doc pulling into, uh, the uh, the McFly family driveway, and. I gotta say that 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 is an exact flight pattern that he he pulled off. Like, I mean, he had to hit eighty eight miles per hour, like like a second before he would be pulling into the trash the, cans. Into the yeah, into the trash cans. He timed that so <laughs> good. Yeah, he did. I wonder if the DeLorean. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Um. And not only that, but like you, you know that his that Marty's street is 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 right in front of the house. So so Doc had to be going eighty eight miles per hour, like like the slowest eighty eight miles per hour down the street, like you guys mentioned in in the podcast that you posted today. And like yeah. not only that, but he had to he had to go eighty eight miles per hour. He had to slam on the brakes and he had to turn into the driveway. But he had to make sure not to to ace anybody's car. It's I mean so it's it's, like, it's a pow, it's a miracle. Uh, I want I want a <laughs> post credit of just him running into them in universe after universe. <laughs> oh, Marty, no! Like maybe yeah, maybe that's like the third hundredth time he's done that. He just gets back in the car Damn it! and tries it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, uh, they, they, they. At the end of the movie, they fly toward toward the camera, and then they fly over the camera. And the camera comes down, and there's just like, there's just like three hundred DeLoreans <laughs> that are just <laughs> all stacked up, it's just like piles of Martys and Jennifers. Yeah. Oh god. Uh, I guess I guess his flight plan, cause cause he gets out of the car and he's got you know the the future outfit, um, slightly altered from what it looks like in Back to the Future Part Two, sure. uh, but he's got he's got the clear plastic tie, he's got the long mustard colored jacket boots. with the three quarter sleeves, yeah, he's got the boots, he's got he's got like green socks, um, bunched up at the top of the boots, and then he's got the glasses, the the metal the metallic glasses, wraparound sunglasses. That have an internal video display, uh, which is something we don't know in this, but we find out in part two. Uh, and so I, I wonder if that internal video display, if that's what he was using it for, was to get that trajectory yeah, kind of, just right. He was. Uh, it's kind of like uh, his targeting system in Star Wars. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Uh, you know, it's so. I'm just not. You know, I'm picturing like watching this movie for the first time in 1985. And not knowing that, you know, he's from the future. Because at first, it just, it, it looks like he's just wearing weird clothes. I don't know, I, I don't know if moviegoers like, always been to the future. But, like, I'm just imagining, like, him coming out of the DeLorean and you're seeing him for the first time. And you're like, just when I thought this, this man couldn't get any sillier. <laughs> like, what, what fresh shenanigans have you brought with you? Like, because now he's, like, even, now he's dressed like Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I always thought that the shirt that he was wearing had like Japanese writing on it, but it, on closer inspection, and that's even what it says on the on the Wikipedia page for his yeah. uh, his, his stuff. 
But you look at it and it doesn't really look like it just it doesn't look like anything. It, yeah. Like really, if anything, there's a couple of symbols on it that almost look like the symbol, the the Mandalorian symbol that Boba Fett has. Oh. Like that's that's a couple Whoa. of the symbols on it. It'd be it cool like if, you, if if you could confirm that he's wearing a Mandalorian jacket. That would that would wreck the internet. <laughs> I do not have the patience to do. I was going to say, um, or I'm already doing a podcast minute by minute. But if he was um, going to uh, wear, if if it did have like Japanese like engraving or like you know phrases on it, I was like, that's kind of a cool little. Had Blade Runner come out? Blade Runner came out like what eighty two? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So that'd be kind of a cool nod towards like the Blade Runner future, where everything's like very enhanced by Asian culture or Chinese culture. I believe it was. Sure, sure. Not Asian culture. It's very broad. Um, so when, when Doc, when Doc pops out of the DeLorean, <laughs> Marty does that look back at Jennifer, like he just, no! like, he's so embarrassed. God, what, what more can I do? Yeah. Do you think, do you think Jennifer had ever met Doc before this moment? I'm pretty sure she, she has. She must have been because yeah. it's, it, if, um, if Doc and Marty are best friends, you just know that Jennifer is like the the mistress or something. It, it's she, just she's kind a of, Mary, yeah. <laughs> and and she wouldn't like she would know that either Marty's at home, Marty's practicing with his band, or Marty's with Doc. There's just three yeah. options, and that's it. Except and for when he's with her. I'll tell you right. what, though, if I was like in charge of pitching ideas for that um, the Back to the Future Dark Horse comic. I would totally like a great idea would be like Doc bringing Jennifer to meet or Marty bringing Jennifer to meet Doc for the first time, like over a dinner. Or something. Oh, that'd be a great issue. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like all nervous because it's Doc and Doc's all like, hi, it's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's pretty. Oh, she's pretty, prettier than I thought. <laughs> oh, it's true because he's been like hyping on this girl for like 20, 30 years. Yeah. Jennifer Parker. She's pretty. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> um, and what if what if like he only what if it's kind of like a river song situation where like he meets elizabeth shoe somewhere in time and doesn't recognize her as as jennifer because that jennifer's claudia wells oh interesting you live long enough you see the same <laughs> eyes and different people <laughs> um, uh I, I like the uh, the detail of Marty waving his hands in front of, of Doc's sunglasses because he's like, how is he seeing through this? And I also <laughs> like matter. that Christopher... Yeah, I, well, I also like that Christopher Lloyd does not react <laughs> in any way whatsoever to him waving his hands well, in front of his face. I don't think he can see through those things in real life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right, right. Those, yeah, those things were solid metal. Um, what's yeah. interesting... What I find interesting is that... In in the end of Back to the Future One, um, it's like it's like two like barely a second where where Marty ha- waves his hand in front of Doc's face, but in uh, the beginning of Part Two, it looks almost like he's 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 moving like a bit of hair from from Doc's face or something. It's it's a much longer pass. <laughs> it's much more. It's, it's, much, it's much more like intimate. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just, it, it's so odd. It's like, sure. okay, uh, like before it would make sense if he, if he waved his hand back and forth, but, but it just sort of, why, why are you taking so long, Marty? Why? Right. Um, 
Yeah, there's a lot of little differences like that uh, that we're going to have to talk about when we when we get to our first week of Back to the Future 2. What if Claudia Wells was like some kind of uh, like agent of destruction sent to like disrupt Marty's timeline? Or what if vice versa? It's actually Elizabeth <laughs> Shue. And she, like, <laughs> and she like got rid of Jennifer Prime. Wait, hang on, <laughs> hang on, Nick. Wait, you're saying okay. that you did not watch Quantum Leap at all? Oh, did I just totally? Is that is that a quantum quantum leap plot? Um, it's actually in Quantum Leap. There's there's a three parter where an evil leaper is running around trying to undo what Sam Beckett has done for a specific family, and so she deliberately just goes in and deliberately wrecks things. Ah, and nice. and yeah, so that you you kind of accidentally was, stumbled on something. That was toward the end of the show when they started uh, trying to like build like a mythology because it was all very like kind of case, know, of, case the of the week hey. yeah case of the week before that but but then in that last season they started like oh let's let's do some mythology and get people to to show up every week like alias yeah for some reason it backfired i don't i don't yeah, know like why because it's a it's an awesome idea <laughs> no yeah i mean it's 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 a great it's a great premise for a show yeah i, I it's funny because they did the same thing on uh true calling do you guys did either of you guys watch that was show the one was no. that galifianakis and eliza Dushku? yeah yeah i have a story right. about Eli- that but you go first right right right. eliza Dushku and, and zach galifianakis so the point of that show was that she uh had the power to solve murders by like well what would happen is she worked in the she worked in the um Coroner's office? Cold, cold case? Where do the, yeah, well, where do the dead people go? What's that? Coroner's what office? Coroner's, yeah, the coroner, yeah. So she worked for the coroner. Three words. And she, yeah, she was in She was in there, and then, like, when a dead body would come in with a mysterious whatever, mysterious death, it would, like, she would be able to go back 24 hours and save, try to save them. And then toward the end of that show, which I think only got one season, or it got one and a half or something like that but toward the end of that they introduced jason Priestley, who was like her but the opposite which was that he was trying to maintain death oh. while she was trying to undo he was it like, You're and his thing was like right his thing was like no no no. they're supposed to be dead that's they are dead they're supposed to be dead and you're changing things that shouldn't be changed so it, yeah, it was it was just interesting because I remember watching that and just being like, oh, like the evil leapers, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Where is that reboot? True Calling. I well, I don't know. Sound... I'm pretty sure Quantum Leap would probably have a better selling point than that one. There was uh, there's a story that Zach Galifianakis told once where um, they were working on True Calling and uh, the director or like the executive producer like called <laughs> yeah called every... I've heard the story <laughs> like called everyone together and. Uh, he was like, "Hey guys, uh, you know, you know, it's never easy. There's no good way to say this, but uh, the network has decided not to renew us for another season." And everyone was like, "Oh, well." And what was the name of the show? Can you remember? True, True Calling. No, no, but the, the, the name of the other show that that was like that was like being replaced. Oh, I know. It was I like Alias, know. and it was like uh, we're being replaced with a the show called Alias, and. Uh, really sorry like you know you guys have been the best crew and we're like a family and all this stuff and then like everyone's like really upset and really like like you know sobered and then like does anybody have any questions for me or anyone and zach galifianakis raises his hand yeah zach he goes like do you know who's in charge of casting for alias (laughs) (laughs) and the rest of the crew did not think it was funny (laughs) 
hey, he's looking out for job security, man. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna. He, he constantly trolled that show, though. He hated working on that show. I'm gonna work. I'm gonna. I'm gonna work out this. Uh, this twin Jennifer theory. I think. I think this might be the purpose of the show. But I didn't even. At the time. <laughs> but I'm gonna fix this. Fair enough. Um. So my last note, because I'm saving the Mister Fusion talk for the next episode. Uh, Doc digging through the McFly garbage, and I gotta say, come on, McFly family, no bags, really? You just, you just throw your garbage in the can. When were garbage? When when were uh, when were garbage bags a thing? Garbage bags? Yeah. Let's get, I mean, <laughs> I I remember hefty commercials in like the eighties and nineties. So yeah. Sure, yeah, so garbage bags have been around for pretty much the entire 20, the 20th. <laughs> Let me go century. look at a uh, garbage bag wiki. Yeah, it, was uh, the first it comes up as is a bin bag. <laughs> I just I refuse to believe that they would do that if they had the option to, to use a garbage Cre- bag. Created in 1950. So there you oh go. man, God bless Wikipedia. What are they just staunch? Good work. Are, are they just like staunchly anti trash bag? I don't know. What Maybe. the hell? Wait, okay, wait. So do you carry the trash can out and then we'll get a new trash can? Well, no. I imagine you wash it out every time uh, and then you just bring in, bring one can at a time. I don't, I don't know how they move their garbage around. Every time they throw something out, do they walk outside and throw it in, just throw it in the can? Did the garbage man do it? Like, I don't know. Just to shake out your, your goddamn garbage cans. And like, oh, you come in the house, you get my garbage. I'm never That's doing this. For. I'm never doing that after I found both your parents in one of these things. <laughs> oh god! Whoa, whoa! This isn't George. George and his and his dead parents, man. No. <laughs> but um, I wonder if um, okay, I've done this a couple times where I've gotten I've gotten fast food. I've eaten it in the car. I don't want to leave the the trash in the car. So I take it and I'm passing the the Kirby, the the big green trash can, and I just dump it there. There's no bag in the Kirby. It's it's just sort of there. And then when the trash people come, they they'll they'll take all of the bags that I've put in there, but there's also like a stray like Soda. Oh yeah, see that's fine because it's a mach- It's like a guy operating like a machine that's yeah. emptying like lots and lots of of garbage. But like, right. I don't. I, mean, I imagine. I don't remember. I don't think a machine existed for single trash cans. I just it was a guy hanging off the side of a truck. Right. right. So I guess it wouldn't yeah. be that big of a. It just seems re- weirdly. I don't know. I mean, they're just asking for raccoons to just get all up in now. Yeah, like, oh, these assholes didn't even bag any of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there's not even. Well, hang on. Did they have lids on them? Because I... yeah, 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 yeah. yeah they did have a lid. Okay. They had lids. Yeah. yeah, they did have a lid because Doc pulls the lid away and then starts digging through the trash. Can you imagine yeah. like a a pail, like a, a tin can of garbage with no bag, just in the dead of summer. In like California. <laughs> yeah. This is this is a terrible time of year for them to be doing this. Yeah. Well, it's it's October for them, so it might be it might be cooling off a little bit. One thing that's really getting my attention is that they've got like what, four trash cans? Yeah. That has to be for like the neighboring house too, right? But they've got five people living in that house. That's a lot of people. Gen- okay, wait. Okay, Doc. No, no, Doc. <laughs> Marty. <laughs> George, Lorraine, Dave brother. and Linda. Dave, Linda. <laughs> Dave and Linda. Yeah. 
That's okay. That's five. I mean, I, I personally, I live on my own and I go through a, probably a bag of garbage, uh, a week? uh, a week. Yeah. Although it's a kitchen bag, not a, yeah. not like a giant can. Well, sure. Yeah. It's like, it's, but it's like one of those step it's not on, like a gallon bag. Like one of those step on deals. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. And then you put a, like a scented garbage bag in the thing. And yeah, then when yeah, it's yeah. full, you empty it out, and the bag smells not awful because it's like scented, or even not, you know, whatever. And then you throw it into the the the, the thing. I don't know. Also, the '80s was a much more wasteful time. That's yeah. true. And Hill Valley is yeah. like a real shithole in this timeline still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, in every timeline. Yeah. Maybe. I want. I wanted to save Hill Valley. Hmm. Well, I think I think it's less of a Hill Valley problem and more of an '80s problem. Yeah, yeah they're, they're the, I'm sure they're doing fine now. They're either they're either like they're either Detroit or they're like <laughs> like Portland. You know, like right, exactly. Well, like um, I remember the the recycling initiative didn't start. I I was living in Maryland when I was a kid. That didn't start until like the '90s, and even then we got this tiny blue thing, which like four empty milk jugs and, and it was full already so i can i can see hill valley not having a recycling initiative until maybe much later and yeah. and just kind of it's a it's a very 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 small town so it's just kind of oh well the trash man comes and picks up your garbage and 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 it's just kind of i don't know read the book <laughs> Read the book. No, no, he picks through your garbage. And... Oh, maybe that's why they don't have bags. They're like, it's for red. Yeah, they're, they're doing like, well. Red. I don't want red to have to like worry about a trash bag. We we'll just leave the trash out there. <laughs> he can get what he wants out of it. Just and the garbage man can take the rest. <laughs> it's like I don't want to wake up one morning and see that Dave and <laughs> the red had ripped open my garbage bags. You know, it's it's, oh, man. it's all over the driveway, and they're trying to they're trying to drive to work over it, and it's like, oh, what kind of what kind of stuff is this? Oh, that somebody's been in a peel. Yeah, nothing's Ugh. worse. Nothing's worse than when you wake up in the morning and you open your garage door opener and read the bum like scurries out from under it. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So uh, before we wrap up, uh, since we've only have you for one episode, uh, Leaper, what 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 is your? Uh, do you have any like particular memories or anything with the movie? Like, what's your what's your background and connection to the to the movie? It's kind of funny because um, I remember in the '90s, at some point, I don't know if we if it was one of the few times we had cable or if it was just airing on a regular on a regular network, but I remember seeing the third movie. Because I remember two things. The first was the overhead shot of Doc um, running on the train that they're trying to hijack. And that one part where, where the wind is so is blowing so much that his coat is flying all over the place. I remember that shot. And then I remember thinking, like, Doc and Clara were the cutest couple ever and they needed to get married. <laughs> um, and then um, it, was, it was kind of... It was... It wasn't in my consciousness as much as like Star Trek and Star Wars, but it was in I had seen the movies. It just I couldn't remember having seen the first and second one. But what happened to to get me back into it recently was that um a friend of mine, Iris Bluefick, she wrote Back to the Future fan fiction. And I was Right, she was on she was on the show uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. 
and she um, she had written a piece of fan fiction, and I was like, oh my god, Back to the Future fan fiction. Okay, let me, and I was just about to start reading it when I was like, no, no, I need to actually watch the movies first. And then I watched, I got the 25th anniversary, I watched all three movies back to back, or, or as best I could between sleeping and working. Um, and then it was just like, yes, these movies are wonderful. I will stay in this fandom. This is this is okay. I can work on it, and you know I can come up with fan fiction ideas. And um, she and I ended up co-writing uh, a story, and that was pretty cool. But cool, yeah. Um, nice. It yeah. It's um uh, it's on Ao3 if you wanted to look for it. Um, Okay, yeah. Uh, it's called Muscle Memory, but basically, um, if you're a Doc Marty shipper, then, then that is totally up your alley. Okay. Yep. Um, Fair enough. Yep. And But yeah, so I got back into it. I've got all of the comics so far. I've been, I've been re-watching the movies, and it's like, yes. Uh, yes. I am here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Alright. Well, thank you so much for joining yeah. us today. Yeah, finally. After after months of really like insightful, uh, like if, you know, enlightening uh, commentary on the website. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. It was, it, I was not <laughs> every expect- morning. It's part of my morning rot- routine. Is I I wake up and I I'm like I roll over and I'm just like okay I got to tweet about the episode and read whatever Libra posted. <laughs> <laughs> it's. Because you guys post at like three o'clock in the morning, and I have to wake mm-hmm. up at like seven. Well, Scott um, likes to post them right after his nightly patrol. Uh, right. <laughs> and it was, it was, um, it. I was so stunned. It was there was one morning where I I had to open at work, and it was I didn't have enough time to to listen to the podcast, and so I go to work, and then my friend F. She was, um, I speak with her during my lunch hour, and she's like, did you know that you got mentioned on the podcast? And I'm going like, what? No. No way. And then I, and then I listen to the podcast. I'm, I'm late getting back to work, and I'm like, oh my god, I got mentioned. I need to clean up my language, but I got mentioned. Wow. Oh my god. So, yay, thank you. <laughs> well, thanks for, thanks for being on the show. Yay. And, uh... Now we got we gotta we gotta go uh, record one twelve, um, and we will be back tomorrow to do to talk about yeah. minute one twelve. But for now, you can go on our website at backtothefutureminute.com where you can read Leaper's comments and all the other like really cool feedback we've been getting from listeners. Uh, it's it's the best part of doing the show is 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 like hearing from from everybody, and you can contact us at contact at backtothefutureminute. Com. We're going to be going over the credits for the next few days coming up, and uh, Ooh, we're going to we have lots of mail for that. Yes, um, already ready to yes. go. Yes, so <laughs> and you can tweet us anytime you want at bttf minute, uh, or share us any share with us any kind of cool Back to the Future stuff you find on the internet, or any cool True Calling or Quantum Leap stuff. I think I can say that. <laughs> um, Facebook on iTunes, you can leave us a review. Which we really love, Scott. How many are we at? Twenty-two. Uh, I don't know. No, I think we're at we're at eighteen reviews. Eighteen reviews. I think we're at, we're at twenty-six 
uh, ratings. ratings. Oh, okay. Right. Cool. I didn't know. The, but I didn't know but the we're game. only at eighteen reviews, and we need we need fifty. Wow, so I didn't know you gonna... could do one without the other. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, so we're. I mean, but I was reading those comments, and they're really really cool, and they kind of. Oh yeah. They made my day because. Uh, uh, yeah, just they, they just did that day. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to overshare with you. No, I'm kidding. Uh, and uh, the Doctor's Companion is going full steam ahead. Uh, it's our Doctor Who podcast we host with uh, the venerable uh, Cassandra Fredrickson, uh, mm-hmm. where we are past and future guest of the yeah, show. Yeah, past and future guest, like, Gen- like Jennifer Parker. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we're currently we're about to go head deep into the first ever fourth Doctor adventure which I'm very excited about. And what I'm most excited about and always will be excited about is Geek by Night. Uh, Our third story arc has just gotten started by the time you're listening to this. The Fandom Menace, which was co-written and directed by Cassandra Fredrickson. And uh, it's only getting better. And uh, if you guys are fans of our show, you would be fans of Geek by Night. Uh, I can Mm -hmm. I can say that. Without you, it's definitely our sense of humor. Def- so if yeah. you like our humor, yeah, and it's I mean, just I'm, we write it. So I'm just so, <laughs> and our cast is just so chuch, and everyone's just really doing good work. Yeah. And uh, and uh, as always, also doing good work are um, you know the other members of our of our Starfleet uh, Star Wars Minute, <laughs> which uh, would hate that I said that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Goodfellas Minute, which I believe they're, they're almost done. Yeah, I believe Tommy just became a Borg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm Tommy of Boy. Last week, uh, last week. I mean, this week as we're recording this, but last week, by the time you guys hear this, uh, it was a week of Ray Liotta driving around and looking up in the sky. Oh no. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, the '80s are the weirdest chapter of that movie. Uh, the weirdest <laughs> yeah. hour of that movie. And then Jaws Minute, which I believe, you know, they're just setting sail. I don't even think the, the shark, well, the shark, never mind, the shark attacks very early on in that movie. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, the, the, I, I think there's somewhere in between the first attack and the second attack. Well, that's, um, a, that's a perfect movie. And, uh, sure, yeah, sure. There, there's a solid like 35, 40 minutes between the first and second attacks, I think. Oh, so. So uh, anyway, yeah, go subscribe to all of those and and leave us uh, reviews if you want us to come back on April 18th. Uh, We need 50 uh, written reviews um, on iTunes and by April 1st. Uh, If we do it, we'll be back April 18th. If not, we'll be back in June. So um, it's a pretty large discrepancy there. (laughs) There's there's really something at stake here. I mean, I mean, look, if we're going to take a break, we're going to take a break. (laughs) We're going to take a back to the future to back to the future Two size break. (laughs) Oh, all right. Well, uh, thanks again, Leaper. And we will, um, we will be back tomorrow with, uh, minute, uh, one twelve. Bye everybody. Bye everybody.